Alex, tell me, figuratively speaking, and nothing to do with your gin glass, which is usually briefly extremely full and then very quickly empty. So figuratively speaking, is your outlook on life glass half empty or glass half full? You know, I'd love to say that I'm glass half full. Um, and to most people, I probably seem like I am. But behind the eyes, behind the scenes, I'm probably a glass half empty girl, I'm afraid. Yeah. But my gin glass, you can always fill up. And a quickly empty, yeah. <laughs> quickly empties. Well, you're quickly but then, empty. But, 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 then, but then I'm probably then mostly half full. <laughs> You're mostly half cut, I would have thought. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from my point of view, I've, I don't really think I'm either. I, I think I'm just neutral. It's just a glass with stuff in it. And um, so, I'm, <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm super positive, but equally, I don't think I'm wholly negative. So it just, it's just whatever's in the glass at the time. It's We're back in the discussionarium, and this time we're going to talk positivity. Yay! So, positivity, does it come from within? Is it something we learn? Is it something we can read about and we can just try to include in everyday life? Is it really difficult for some people? Is it really easy for others? don't know. Well, we're going to find out, hopefully, by talking to somebody who I consider perhaps one of the most positive people in the world, uh, we'll find out what his backstory is and why he is so positive. In the discussion area this time, we've got Michael Sean Hippolyte Jr. Now, that is a bit of a mouthful, so he's kindly said we can call him Sir throughout. Um, so welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I like the whole Sir thing. I thought he was just going to call me Mike, but um, that that's perfect. I'm doing really well. I'm happy to be here, and um, I look forward to... Uh, having this discussion with you guys. Brilliant. So what we're looking at, we've got you on because I reckon you are possibly the most positive bloke in the world. You know, so you've got something to live I'm up to. I'm right now. <laughs> I know, the pressure's on. I'm sweating at this moment. <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, I think we first met probably about nine years ago or so, maybe eight or nine years ago on a PT course. And um, I just remember you from that being constantly positive constantly encouraging um and never a bad word to say about anyone or anything that you just got on and you just helped out everybody where you could um so we've been friends on facebook we haven't actually met since i don't think but we've been friends on facebook know. since and i've seen your evolving through your various um career paths and um various strings to your bow and uh, now podcasting and everything and what stands out through everything is your kind of positivity and looking at your videos, any photos, anything like that, that it is, it is absolutely there and it's absolutely meant as opposed to, you know, a facade. So that, you know, that's, that's what I kind of feel is why we wanted to get you on to talk positivity. 
Okay, which 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 is great. Um, I don't know if I can live up to the billing on that, but um, uh, I probably can just dive in. So I've never, how can I put it? I've never really liked what I saw in the mirror. So going from school into college up to university, because I was on the larger side of life, I was getting bullied and, and I felt really insecure. And um, I just didn't have a great experience. I was miserable all the time, really, really sad. And I remember reaching out to my dad saying that I want to be just like you, positive, likable person, someone that's quite confident when he spoke. And he gave me a, a number of books to read and also um, signed me up for boxing. So I ended up joining a boxing club and went on the journey to be uh, more of a positive individual. And through years of studying and trying to educate myself to be better, I've got to the stage now where everything is um, beautiful. Everything's awesome. Everything's amazing. So that's why I'm so positive. I've come from a very dark place. I was going to commit suicide at 16. Um, wow. Being teased because of my weight and stuff. It just wasn't a great upbringing to have. Um, and I was able to, quite fortunate enough, to change it around with good support to be, um, I'd class myself as quite a positive individual, or I'd hope. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so was it was it more of a journey, or do you feel that there was literally a switch that kind of went? You said, right, that's it. I'm going to just change, or was it a really a, a proper long journey it's, that got you? It's there? a journey. It's a journey. I'm still on now at this present day, um, but it, it's it's a journey. So, I started off with books on how to be confident, how to make friends, how to be liked. Um, I used to read those books on the train and on the bus, cover the cases, obviously, so no sure. one could see. But I used to read those books and then the boxing classes was just more of just getting used to being around other people and actually trying to, to learn to be disciplined and build confidence. Um, in my room, especially from the age of 16 to 19, I had two, um, two walls. So one side was a good wall. The other side was a bad wall. So all the things that I didn't want in my life. So it'd be either debt. It would be broken friendships. It was loss of money um all the the negative things on one side and then on the opposite side of the wall it was all the positive things i wanted really nice car nice house uh, a tree with deep roots to show friendship and and strong strength for people and i used to always wake up on the right side which is always the, the positive side and always made sure that i always woke up to that side so it's just little things along the way that have helped me always stay in check but allowed me to along the journey stay focused on the goal of being better than I was yesterday, which is always my message. Do you still have a wall now? So you just like have a little poster or something and sort of say, right, this is what I'm still working towards. Do you still have all that? I still have walls. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I walls. So you know what I mean. A positive the, the posters have gone down and now I just use journals and stuff like that to write my thoughts. I, I'm trying to write every day or at least every two days because I, I do suffer from how can I put it? Uh, mental health issues sometimes. So it's where you always are putting yourself down or telling yourself you're not good enough or, or suffering from bouts of depression. And I find if I write my thoughts down, I then read over them the next day or in the morning. It allows me to say, OK, that's not too bad. You've come through this. You've come through that before. You can get over this. And as long as I'm able to, to do those things, it, it helps me get through that's really good. Uh, there's two things that come out of that, Andrew, that, that are interesting is that one of them, and you're saying about you're having your good wall and your bad wall. And actually, this is part of why we've kind of come on to, to talking to you about things, because we've we've had uh, a witch 
and spiritualist on previously. And one of the one of the things the witch said you can do to make yourself feel positive or to to get rid of bad feelings about people who are who shouldn't be around you and that you don't want around you is just do things like write their name on a piece of paper and stick it in the freezer. So mentally, okay. <laughs> mentally, you've put them out of your life. Now, again, it sounds kind of a little bit ridiculous if you if you just say I'm going to write a name on a bit of paper put it in the freezer but it is a mindset isn't it it's, it's like taking yourself to that point and saying now i've made that step now i've got myself in the right mindset and you build from there so what you're doing with your two walls obviously is you're trying to push away the bad stuff and as you say wake up always to the good stuff so that's yep. that's kind of an interesting parallel with the last podcast that we had the other thing that i think is really good for people to hear is that you are, you know, you are a positive person and it shows when you come across in your videos, your posts on Facebook, Instagram, that kind of stuff. But for people who don't feel quite so positive, I think the fact that you admit to having mental health issues and having struggled in the past as well, it's, that's really important for them to hear because otherwise they could just sit there and go, look at him, he's so positive and, um, but my life's rubbish and uh, what's the point? Um, so to, to actually hear that it's been a journey and it still is a journey is really important, I think. No, agreed, agreed. For me, it's very much that. And, and what you're saying there is it's similar to what a, a number of my clients say in, in terms of you're very positive, everything must be good for you and life's been really good. And then you then let them into my upbringing and all the other stuff that's gone on. And they kind of go, wow, you, you've actually turned things around. You've done well for yourself. But it, as I said, it's very much as a... A journey and I've got an end goal which I'm hoping to reach that in the next five or six years but um I'm on course which is good and that's why I'm also happy I'm all smiley smiley every morning because I'm just happy to be alive and positive about things and things are going in the right direction <laughs> so tell me okay this sounds this sounds probably quite a negative question but do you find it quite exhausting to be positive if you've got that sometimes have that negative mindset where you're writing your journals do you find it difficult to wake up and be positive or is it just again something you've learned along the way i think it's learned along the way uh, i'm 95 percent of the time positive there's that five percent which if i'm hungry or something really really bad has happened like yeah. someone's dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, but other than that I am, yeah, not, I'm, I wake up all the time like this. I'm, I'm very motivated, very positive. And I don't know, I find if you have a very positive mindset, good things tend to happen. And yeah. they've happened for me for the past five or six years. So for me, if it's working for you now, stick with it, keep going and see if you can see where it takes you, you know? And for me, I've been quite lucky with some of the opportunities. Um, the mindset has kind of opened doors for, which is good. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm excited and, and happy all the time. That's it. I'm always like that we didn't intend to sort of make it sound like we glossed over it, but you know, saying about almost committing suicide at 16. I mean, that is, that's a huge moment and obviously an extremely traumatic situation there. So how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 33. 33. So that's 17 years on. So one, one thing I'd really like to know is if you could go back to your 16 year old self, what would you say to yourself? That would be okay. I think that was the most important thing. I didn't really know at the time because I, I was 16, I was overweight and I got kicked out from home. So I didn't 
probably didn't tell you that. So I got kicked out of okay, so just make it, yeah, so compounding it more. <laughs> I know, terrible. But no, I got kicked out at 16 and ended up uh, moving with my grandparents. And I just was, yeah, at the bottom, at rock bottom at that stage, where I thought the only way out of this situation would be to say bye to the world. But was very fortunate to have a, a really lovely grandmother who um, put an arm around me and said it would be okay. So if I could go back, I would tell myself it would be okay. It's going to be okay. All you need to do then is put down um, the different steps on, on your journey to help support you and get you there. Um, so that's what I would have done if I could yeah. do it. But in fairness, I probably wouldn't go back and change anything. I think the, the experiences I've had in the past 17 years have made me the person I am today. So I can only look back and say, um, yeah, I've gone through a lot, yes, but I've used that as fuel to allow me to continue um, on my journey. So I can't, yeah, I can't look back and say I regret any of the things that happened. It's helped me. Yeah, it's turned you into the person you are now. Which no, is an annoying brilliant. person who smiles too much. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> when you look at your resume, your CV at the moment, and you've got motivational coach, PT, actor, model, um, all those model, kind of wow. things. I mean, model. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it was on the list. Did you oh, Did you not see that? That was on the list. I didn't even see I was a model. I, I stood on stage a few times in some hot pants, but I didn't know that was modeling. That's just posing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we need to actually accompany the podcast. Then it's some pictures. It's a picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For we need a slideshow. No, well, according to this resume, I found you're a model, you're an extra um, podcaster, TV presenter, etc., uh, etc. Et but given all of these different things, um, are they things that you're doing kind of concurrently or are they just things that you've done on the journey? Because what I'd like to know is if you're doing all those things at the moment, how the hell do you juggle all those balls and keep <laughs> those plates going? Because <laughs> No, no, that's good. Um, well, I'm actually doing all those things at present. So I've just finished working on a, a film. So we just filmed directed a film while we was in lockdown. So we did that in the, the furlough period. So while we was furloughed from work, which is good. The fitness competition stuff, I, I'm, I'm training for a competition on the 24th of October. So I'm in the gym all the time, every day. The motivational stuff, um, that's every day, <laughs> if you check out the Instagram. Uh, the podcast we do every two weeks. And the hospital radio stuff was put on hold due to the coronavirus and someone getting sick at the hospital. But um, I'm sure we'll start that back fairly soon. So it's just juggling all the different things. Um, but um, it, I just like being busy. I find if I'm not busy, I end up wasting my time and not really doing much. So I have to be doing stuff all the time. I'm not sure how you could actually waste time given all those things that you're doing because there mustn't be any time in between, I guess. Well, there's not much, but I work as a PT. So as a PT, you get to make your own hours. So if I'm quite smart with my diary, I Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays are my busy days. You then have Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays and Sundays to um, do all the other stuff that I'm doing. So it works out quite well. I'm not complaining as of yet. I'd hope not. <laughs> so when you when you sort of talk about your motivational coach is that is that right yeah motivational coach so it's twofold so in the sessions i do so we do personal training sessions but there's also kind of life coaching in those and then i also mentor some some underprivileged boys from the area um and we also took part in a play 
uh, a couple of weeks back where we did uh, it's called Kwame in the lockdown maybe I'll send over the link for you yeah we did it via Zoom definitely, definitely include that yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on the YouTube, but we did it via Zoom. So I played Kwame, which is the, the, the lead uh, role. And it was his kind of experience coming out of um, uh, a tough situation with mental health and then trying to find his friends, family, whilst dealing with the coronavirus. Um, so we did that a couple of months back, which is quite good. We did a recorded performance as well. So that was good. But that's kind of part of the motivational stuff as well. So we worked with a number of young kids to try and help change their life little baby me's <laughs> at 16 and 15 to try and encourage them that life could be better if you put your um your mind to the right things rather than the wrong things that's amazing brilliant fantastic stuff i'm like a busy bee aren't i <laughs> it does you do sound yeah very much very much and and it's no no don't, don't i mean um for the benefit of the tape mike's just covered his face with his both hands but you shouldn't be ashamed of that at all you busy bee it's it's um you know um it does put us rather to shame, though, I think. But um... <laughs> yeah, well, <it's laughs> you guys are doing loads of stuff. You've got a podcast. You guys are doing, you had the witch on the other day. You guys are doing loads of things. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. It is, I mean, it's interesting to talk about how we got to where we are. Because so you're positive, you push, you know, you use your mindset, how you are to open doors for you. And you go in with that kind of positive sense. Um so for me, like th- this podcast and so many other ideas that go on in my head was just something that was sat there that I've been procrastinating over doing anything about because I am not quite so positive and there's the kind of sense of what I'm worried about is, well, what if it fails and, okay. you know, um, what are people going to think and that kind of thing. So actually the reason we're sitting here today is actually um, Alex giving me a kick up the backside and saying just do it which is weird because actually you don't consider yourself a particularly positive person either do you alex no no not at all um unless i'm surrounded by really positive people and i've got steve sitting there going right well what do you want to do this and i'm like well why don't you do it then he goes well will you help me and i was like okay (laughs) but i think that's the best way you sort of throw yourself in and then before you know it you'll have six episodes you'll then have a season of episodes complete you'll be on the next season you have a bigger audience to then pull from so it's just about getting stuck in first and i find that's always the most important just dive in what's the worst that's going to happen well this is it exactly And, and the and the other thing is as well even if we've only got one person listening and it's my daughter um then you know we're having a lot of fun recording and we're talking to interesting people so well you're always learning i think i think that exactly we, we were in the same situation with our podcast in terms of we started off and it was very much of the notion of my mum's going to be listening that's it my mum's the only person who listened and then we did some some uh, instagram live we had eight people so it was like hooray eight people <laughs> which was my mum my grandmother my auntie my brother <laughs> but it's still progress and it allows you to then kind of have conversations about different matters and different topics that will then probably then get other people thinking and then having more conversations so it's starting from a point and then allowing it to then continue thereafter so so well done thank keep you going we'll take that positivity <laughs> but actually it's interesting you say about you know um that your mum listening 
because I know there was one I listened to of your podcast and you were saying, I don't know whether I can say this because my mum's listening. So do you feel, do you feel sometimes encumbered by the fact that she might be listening and what you might say, or have you kind of got over that now? Oh, I, I got over that a long time. Uh, so I think, I think it's maybe the second episode of that podcast where I'm a bit, a bit too honest with my university experience and the stuff that's happened in life and, and some of my thoughts on the upbringing and stuff. And I don't know, for me, it's very much of, it's life. It's who I am. You know, I'm not a bad person. And my mum thinks I'm a really nice chap, which is good. So whatever I've said about stuff in the past is in the past and it's stuff that I've learned from. And I'm hoping that she'll be able to learn from and anyone else in the family can learn from to then understand why I'm a bit strange sometimes. <laughs> strange. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes over positive or too over encouraging about things it allows us to understand where I come from and, and that's why I'm like this you find it really frustrating when you've got really negative people around you just want to like you know give them a kick up the bum or something I try and avoid them because okay. I find I find it wears off on you so if I find a few are you going oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but I find it just wears off on you if, if people are just constantly complaining and finding problems right rather than finding solutions it kind of then becomes part of your mindset and then that energy stays with you wherever you go and I find that if you hang out with people who are a bit more positive and look at more solutions and finding the good things in things it tends to wear off on you and, and everything tends to go well so a lot of my friends I had a big friendship circle when I moved back from Brighton Uni and a lot of those guys were just yeah waste of space negative and safe to say i don't talk to any of those guys anymore which is the way it should be if you're not on the journey and you're not looking to enrich your life then all i can say is bye and 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 i hope i hope you do well in the future i love working with people and um i i teach um exercise usually with the um older generation should we say Mm -hmm. you know 50s plus and all that and i just absolutely love teaching them because they're always so positive and they're always so pleased to see you I really like working with the older people having a nice chat you know talking about their allotment things they're really chuffed and really proud of and I, I that's what gets me going no agreed. I agreed I find that era of the market tend to have more more real goals so mm. it's either mobility it's over functional exercise that's going to help allow them to feel better when they wake up in the morning yeah. or they're able to yeah. do the mundane things of getting up without pain and stuff like that. So I've, yeah. I've been for, for a while trying to branch into the area of the market. So when I started PT, especially at, at the company I was working at, it was very much of the superficial training. So was, I want abs, I want shoulders, I want a chest. Yeah. And then when I went freelance, it was very much of training the 50 plus market in their house, which was yeah. really, really cool. And I found that to be much more rewarding Mm-hmm. We're spending an hour. I'm learning about you, but I know from these sessions, you will be able to walk a bit better. You'll be able to lift more. And I'm not talking about lifting wet dumbbells. I'm talking about you can move stuff from one shelf to the other shelf without yeah. having that pain in your shoulders. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's strange. The fitness industry is strange. You probably will get me going down a road with all my dislikes for the industry as it is at present. Um, because I have loads. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting because of course, Steve, I, Steve and I, that's how we met. We work with exactly the people you want to work with. We we do that now. 
Ah, fantastic. Well, that's the area I want to get into. I've been, as I said, I've, I've trained majority of time. It's it's guys and girls looking to um, strengthen their glutes and and build a bigger chest. And then I I, I ended up, as you're saying, I ended up working for Channel Four, training um, a really big uh, obese um, chap in Birmingham. So Britain's fattest people. I was the body transformation coach, and that was really really cool. And what it showed from that show was that it's all up here, mm. majority of the time. And, and if you can work with that person at trying to show them that it's okay and we can get over these hurdles from just talking and spending some time, those goals of losing weight are a lot more easy to achieve and a lot more manageable going forward. Um, so I like those type of goals. I find that the, the, yeah, the, the chest and back and bicep goals tend to not really last very long. It, no. it doesn't make me feel special or even make me smile <laughs> when, when you have those conversations. I have to say, though, as a 50-plus person, I feel a little bit aggrieved here because I am reasonably capable of putting things onto shelves and running okay. uh, and, and, and putting you my socks talk about on. So, But if I ever need you to be able to put my boxer shorts on, I'll give you a shout. But um, no, I'll, I'll wait for the call. Do you have a plan? Do you have a, 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 a plan that you write out that you try to stick to rigidly? Or is it something that you mentally keep there and, and you work towards that? It's a mixture of both. So I've got a few mind maps that I've done over the years and I work towards that. It's quite loose because I'm still of the mindset of things are always changing every year. And look at this year, we've had the coronavirus. Um, but it's, it's quite loose. But I've got some key checkers along the way that I have to check off. And I work towards those um, day to day, weekly, monthly and yearly. So it's just stuff that I visualize on either the Mac or it's either on um, the wall at my brother's house. And then I just work towards um, trying to yeah, achieve those goals on, on route. And I've been um, quite successful in doing so so far. Um, but it's helped. It has helped. It helps keep you on track, I guess. It does. It does. It keeps me in that position where I know that yes I've achieved something but then you still got more to do you still got another goal to reach and it just keeps me focused which is always good the the yeah. question is do you use a permanent marker or do you use a board wipe if you're doing the monies no we've got a board so there's actually oh, a board yeah it's evolved before it used to be um uh printed papers with uh, sticky tape stuck to the wall now it's evolved to we've got boards up and you just write down and then you wipe off when you're ready. I love the boards. Boards are, are great. You can write whatever you want and then wipe it off once you've achieved it. Or if it's nonsense, just get rid of it. Uh, so I just had visions of him sitting in his lounge watching Corrie and you going in just scrolling on his wall. So it's, it's kind of like... Um, so is that something that you've done for a long time now? I mean, you said the kind of turning point was at age 16 and you started to read books and used to do that. So would that have been sort of born out of that situation or was that, or is it something that sort of has evolved in, later? No, it was very much from the, the books. So in those books, they had different um, bits of advice. So write your thoughts down or do, um, do mind mapping or stuff like that. And I just took what I, I read in the books and then started trying to apply it to my own life. And, and it did help, especially that and also speak to my dad often. My dad's kind of my hero. So when yeah. anyone says, I believe in God, I believe in my dad. My dad is my main man. So for me, it's all the stuff that he's kind of taught me and, and also the support he's given me has helped me to then 
work on putting together a little structured plan that allows me to stay focused and stay on my goal. So he sounds like a fantastic guy. No, he's a Wally. Really <laughs> 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 messy. He's he's an, an absolute awesome dad. Um, I, I've been very fortunate to have a father who anything you've wanted to do in life, he says, give it a try. If I can call my dad tomorrow and say, look, I want to be an astronaut. And he'll say, yeah, no problem. I'll buy some books, Mike. We'll sit down and we'll have a little chat and let's see if we can get you there. It may not be feasible, but he's very supportive, which for me is always good. And it's, it's something when I do have children, I will look to give them that sort of guidance rather than the worrying and the negative stuff. It's very much of whatever you want to be, I'm going to be supportive and there for you. And if you don't make it, it's fine. At least you tried. That's the most important thing. I think the thing with that is, is like the, the, so you, you give the example of the astronaut and like mm-hmm. probably 99.9% of people who say they want to do that will never make that. But along the way, there'll be something in what they read, what they see, what they hear, what they learn that actually might take them in a slight, you know, a different direction, still maybe related, maybe completely unrelated, but it's something that if they, because of following that initial goal, it's taken them a different path and they, and they learn something from that. But if you just stop something from the outset, you may, you, you've stopped anybody making any progress, haven't you? I agree. Alex, you said, cause you, you talk about yourself being slightly negative. You I love it. That sounds about... so terrible. I know, I know. I'm, I'm such a droll. <laughs> I'm such a depressive man. Yeah. Yeah. Such a drag working with her. You should have seen her 10 minutes before this recording. She was even worse. Um, but, uh, <laughs> No, but you talk about yourself being negative, but you also talk about your brother being really, really positive. And I seem to remember, recall, because Mike mentioned mind maps and stuff like that. Your brother, didn't he sort of suggest that you do mind maps? Yeah. Yeah. So my brother is mega, mega positive. Um, I mean, he's suffered with an awful lot of things, just, uh, you know, personal life. But um, he always seems to have something new on the go, but he's always got these big time goals. So... um, you know, he, he does these mind maps, he does um, spider diagrams, and then he does like little, in the loosest sense, I call them like timetables of his life as to how, what he wants to achieve. And, um, you know, he showed me almost like this big PowerPoint presentation. And I mean, I'm no good on tech or anything. And he's just, you know, showing me this big presentation about what he wants to achieve and when. And he's going about and he's doing it. He's absolutely doing it. Um, and I... I he said to me, he goes, well, why don't you give it a go, Alex? I was like, yeah, I, you know, I was really bought into this. I was really on board. Absolutely. Started writing some stuff down, you know, second day. I was like, oh, God, I've got so many things. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> don't know what to do. Um, you know, drink a pint of water when I get up. Okay, well, that lasted a day. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I just don't know how people have the time almost to to develop these things. You know, I haven't got a clue where I want to be in five years' time. I want to earn my money, but that's about all of where I am. Do you know what I mean? I just, I don't have time to do these things. No, I'm going to get it. I've always said if you start small, so to try and attempt one or two goals per week, and that's it, and then allow it to grow from there. So as soon as you put down five or six or even ten things, it becomes, I can try this for a couple of days, and then you go, uh, I'm a bit tired now and then it starts to just disappear in terms of the enthusiasm to, to make it happen so i think mm-hmm. if you start small small little uh, achievements along the road 
will allow you to then get to the bigger picture of drinking maybe a litre of water or two litres of water. <laughs> <laughs> Five litres, my God. But um, yeah, it's just starting small. That's how I, I, I found it. It's very much, if it's just small things, start reading every day is my, my goal, was to read every day. And then it was then try and read half a book in a week and then stuff like that over time. And it's, it's kind of, um, yeah, that's helped me to do that and achieve those things. That's awesome. I don't think I've read a page in the whole of lockdown. I haven't had time. No, I've read so many books. Congratulations. <laughs> I read lots of comprehension and lots of maths. <laughs> well, there you go. You've done well. You've been a teacher. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that I have. That I have. I will put my hand up to that. I think I've done quite well there. And you've marked their grades correctly as well. This is, this is a plus. Look at that. <laughs> I think the thing is that it's that thing of going back to the fact that actually you have achieved stuff, but you tell yourself you haven't, and that, you, know, you keep telling yourself you haven't got enough time, but, you are, but that's because you are actually doing other things. So turn the achievement into what you're going to do when you're doing those other things. But the thing is, you have to say, if it was drink a pint of gin, you'd find time <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Speaking of positivity and motivation, actually, there is something that um, I've done quite recently. Um, and I've joined this uh, a virtual race okay. from, Land, from Land's End to John O'Groats. Um, so it's 874 miles. And I've actually bought myself a map of the UK. And Fantastic. I'm going to start mapping my route, basically, or the route that they're supposedly taking us on. And... Um, for the first 50 miles, you get these little postcards sent to you, just sort of say, well done, this is what you've just passed. And, um, you know, you can sort of see yourself virtually on there as well. So um, oh, I think just just done over 100 miles. and But unfortunately, I pushed myself over the edge by doing two half marathons in a week and hurt myself. So I had to stop, didn't I, Steve? You did. And the um, as I understand it, the marker on the on the map as you go along is, is one of those inflatable boots, isn't it, that's uh, ankle support? Don't you mark your route with that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> now that sounds quite cool. It sounds quite interesting because I've seen them do something similar with uh, the Tour de France and stuff like yeah. that, which is quite cool. I saw a, a few of the guys trying to raise money for, for the NHS on that, and that looked really, really cool. Mm. So good luck. I hope you um, smash it and you use all that positivity to take you across the finish line. I just want to get out running now. It just, it's driving me nuts. I've had my feet up for like two weeks now, but I want to get out running again. Okay, so going on to um, like your goals for the future. So you've, you've obviously achieved a load of different stuff. And um, as I understand it, the film was something you kind of set yourself a goal to do when you were around 16 in your late teens, that kind of time. Um, so that's something you've achieved. And it's, so it's been a long road to that what do you see yourself doing then in say five maybe 10 years time what's your overall aim for that i think my my goal is to to be a fully fledged film director is the aim so we've made this short horror film uh guy meets girl off the internet it doesn't end very well we've got a few other ideas that we're working on uh for later on this year so in script writing at present for a university kind of Netflix series. And then next year there's a, an idea for another film, but like a feature length film. So I would probably say my goal would be to be a, a fully fledged film director and an awesome individual who says, yeah, buddy, quite often. Yeah. <laughs> which, 
We're going to get you to say that right at the end of the podcast. We need one of those. So um, we'll Not get you to that at the end. I say um, that morning to night. I say it more than I say my name at the moment. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, like I say, we'll get you to say that at the end. So, but how, how do you see that journey then going over the next few years? Um, oh, you've gone muted. Alex, did we lose him then, or did it was it my end? Yeah, we we lost you virtually as soon as you started answering the question. I think we got you back now. Wonderful. I know my phone rang at the same time, so I think when it does ring, the Zoom freezes. Ah, right. Okay. So it's pretty much at the point that you started answering the question. So if you can remember okay. what the question was, because I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work out my answer now. Um, Basically, how you're going to achieve that goal. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we, we're, we're putting together a portfolio of work with the goal to move out to the States, so either the States or Canada, um, and work on a big project. I've got an idea for a feature-length film that I want to shoot in say three or four years time. So it's just trying to build the portfolio just so that we then have the opportunity to get backing and funding to then make the feature length idea in a couple of years time. But I want to move away. I want to move to either America or Canada. I don't really like the UK very much. For, for what reason? Just <laughs> I just found it, it's changed a lot from growing up here. It's changed and it's just not the place that I remember. It's not. I find that there's just too much uh, conflict. There's too much headache. It's too expensive, especially living in London, for what you, you get, rent, um, getting around transport. It's just an arm and a leg. It's not worth it. Literally, it's not worth it. In comparison to Canada or certain parts of America, you probably get a lot more for your buck. Growing up, I, I've always wanted to have a farm, which is like, really weird and really random but i've always wanted to have like cows and sheep and and just do the the farm life you know fresh food from outside um so so for that something that i wouldn't mind looking at obviously when i get older 50 55 60 i'm trying to set up somewhere where you can have a farm just need a little exactly. small holding to start off with don't you that's it i could be like the black farmer It'd be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and, and- and we could change it from old McDonald to Michael Sean Hippolyte had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Well, yeah, it's a bit, the full name is a bit long, so it's probably a bit shorter than that. But well, we um, can get it yeah. into old McDonald just about. And the only <laughs> other thing I would suggest, if, if you're ever going to do it um, and, and, and sing that song, I always suggest maybe you don't sing it, get someone to sing it for you and then just mime it. Okay. It, only, only because I've seen your singing in the car and, and um Wow. Yeah. And and, and sometimes <laughs> it's bad. I know it's bad. Everyone tells me that. But for me, it's one of those things of, hey, I'm I'm having fun. That's the most important thing. So if I'm singing and out of tune and making up the words and it doesn't make much sense, it's fine. I've had a good time. Well no, I think that's the thing. It's a, it's when you see it, it's kind of a joyous thing. And it's just, it's kind of, you're just in that moment and, and that's what's great about it. And so, I mean, I'm not sure I would have the nerve to just sort of 
just stick myself on, you know, on a selfie video and, and start belting out whatever song it was that was on the radio or, or whatever. So kudos to you for doing that. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, it does set the dog off sometimes when, I, when I've played any. Oh, no, I can imagine. I, I, I get text messages all the time saying, please do not sing, do not sing. But I, I don't know, for me, it's very much of, I don't know, I, I don't really, uh, I hope this not, doesn't come off rude, but I don't really care what people think. I don't. For me, I've come from a place being insecure and low and rock bottom to then have to worry about what other people think about me. I, I can't do it. For me, I, I can't. As long as I'm doing good and I'm being positive and I'm not causing any harm to anyone, why should I worry? Yeah, and I think that's come across in quite a few of our podcasts, really, hasn't it, Steve, as well? You know, there's a lot of people out there who do, um, to to the bog-standard normal person, what would seem weird mm-hmm. and maybe wacky and a bit quirky. But you know what, they're themselves and they're just doing what they're doing. And actually, if they hit a chord with somebody and makes one person smile, then what does it matter if you're not doing any harm to anybody else? And Most I think definitely. that's a really good way to be. When When you say... It, it sounds bad or it maybe sounds arrogant or whatever that you don't care. It's how you interpret care, isn't it? Because don't care, I don't care sounds a bit whatever. You, ultimately, you don't mind what people think. And it does. And, oh, and no, I do mind what people think. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, just don't, playing with don't, me. You know, <laughs> I do care what people think to a degree, but I don't take, it, it has no real value. in. in yeah. If you say, Mike, your, your singing is terrible, I probably will wake up tomorrow for a six in the morning session. If I hear George Michael on the radio of faith, I'm probably going to be singing it with me videoing myself. It, it's just, that's just the way it is. So I take it on board, but it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't stay in my brain. It gets pushed to the side. But I think Very the good. reason, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said your singing's terrible if it was, but you thought it was fantastic, but you, you actually joke about it on your <laughs> Facebook post. And I think, and I think that's the thing. It's that kind of thing of, you know, you, you can take it as well. You, you, and, and, and like you say, just because somebody comes back and says, you know, that was awful. You, it's like, yeah, but I was loving it. I was enjoying it. And I was just loving that tune. And, and I think that's really, really cool. I do have 1% on my phone left. No, that's fine. I think what we'll have to, because we've got to get a yeah buddy in there. So, um, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a fascinating conversation. Uh, really learned a lot about you and um, wish you all the luck for the future and, your, and everything that you want to do. And kudos for what you've done in the past as well, from getting to that situation to where you are now hats off to you thank you amazing well done mike yeah it's been awesome to talk to you thank you very much for uh, joining us this evening so uh, so yeah so, it's been yeah. good you've given me a few things to think about okay excellent excellent thank you well it's been it's been a pleasure being on 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 your show and learning about both you guys as well so um i look forward to seeing more of your podcast going forward that's brilliant so so mike podcaster tv presenter radio presenter um model that you weren't quite sure about model you've just done it in small pants or something um but yeah um and and film filmmaker and hopefully soon to be hollywood or somewhere else producer but of a major film let's hope before you go though what we need from you is a yeah buddy yeah buddy (laughs) Thank you, guys.
Thank you. Cheers for that. No problem. See ya. Thank you. Bye. I'm a bit worried. You know that 1% thing on his phone? I'm a bit worried, actually. That was just a ruse. And we were the sort of people he didn't want to be uh, associated with. So he left. That's a bit negative, isn't it? No, no, I'm positive that was probably the case. Um, No, joking aside. Oh, God. Joking aside, no, I'm sure that wasn't the case. And even if it was, we'll never know. Um, But wasn't that fantastic to talk to Mike and um, just to learn his backstory? Oh, he was just such a brilliant guy. He's so motivated. I have to say, his his enthusiasm, his motivation, and you know that that buzzword that we've been using this whole podcast, his positivity, just makes me want to go out there and and do some stuff and try some stuff. It, it does. It does rub off on you, doesn't it? It's infectious. No, it does. It really does. And I think the but the I thought what was what was poignant really was. Um, I did a press ups challenge. He nominated me for that press ups challenge. Um, and it was all on Facebook. So you do 25 days, 25 push ups. Uh, and I missed it at first. I didn't review my timeline or whatever it was. And I have a tendency to ignore those kind of things anyway. But because it was him who'd nominated me, and because I remember him being so positive uh, when I was on the course with him, I thought, no, I, I feel I ought to do this. Um, and then having learned because it was all about mental health awareness, having learned about his backstory, then you can see the importance of raising awareness. Because Yeah, and I bet you were really pleased you then did it then, aren't you? Well, I am, because the, it was that thing at, at the bottom of the thing, every every page and you put, remember, always talk about your feelings. And, and yeah, it's important, but you don't kind of really, you know, it's there, remember, talk about your feelings. But if he hadn't done that, and if he hadn't had the support of his grandmother and his dad, we wouldn't have been talking to him. And that's just frightening. Yeah, very scary. And the way he's managed to change other people's lives and help others and the outlook and just all the things that he wants to do and and how he wants to help people, I just think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and, and just think that a world without him. So as you say, all the lives that he's changed along the way, talking to, you know, with those underprivileged kids, working with them, doing all of that sort of stuff. Uh, it, yeah, the world would have been a, a worse off place without him, I think. Absolutely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's just great to have somebody on with so much enthusiasm. Yeah, it was a joy to have him on. And I think we... Uh, we should be ever so grateful and hopefully the listeners will be grateful too that he took his time or took time out to speak to us. Absolutely. It'd be lovely to um, be back with you sometime soon. Um, I'm not really sure what's in store for you next, but I'm sure it'll be just as exciting. See us in the discussion area. Yeah. You take care everyone. Don't forget if you want to get in touch, it's info at collieinthecorner.com or you can look at our Facebook page at the discussion area. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Alex, everybody's gone now. I don't think anybody's listening. So what do you no. reckon? Should we slip in we a should. yeah, buddy? Shall we? Yeah. Shall we? One. Three. Two. Two. One. one. Yeah, yeah, buddy. buddy. <laughs>
That's shameful, really, isn't it? I hope they don't sue us. The Discussionarium is a Collie in the Corner production. Presented by Steve Cullis and Alex Baggs. Edited and produced by Steve Cullis. The theme tune and incidental music were both composed using an application called BandLab, which is available in the Play Store. Also probably available on the Apple Store too.